Hey friends, welcome to Charlotte Mason for All, where every culture, country, and community is welcome. Our mission is to bring Christ through the Charlotte Mason philosophy and methods to homes around the world, including yours. My name is Erica Alicea, and I'm your host, along with LaShawn Thomas, Mariana Mascracchio, and Min Huang. I'm here today with a very dear and precious friend from my home church, Pascac Bible Church in New Jersey. And I'm going to be asking her questions about her experiences so far with utilizing the Charlotte Mason principle and methods in her children's Sunday school. But first, let me introduce you to Miss Temple Airy. <laughs> I'm so thankful that you're here with me, Temple, because I am always greatly encouraged by your feedback after class when you come up and share with me what happened mm. in your conversations with our children. So tell us a little bit about yourself first. All right, Min, I am an elementary teacher. I teach math and then mostly to first and second graders. So I have a lot of experience there. And mm -hmm. I'm also a member of PASCAC Valley and Pascac Bible Church, and I have been there for, gosh, I mean, we've been members for like almost 30 years. Wow. So I have had a lot of experience with teaching. Actually, I'd done a lot of Sunday school teaching before Min came along, and I mm -hmm. was really thankful when um, Min came along, and I'd love to share with you, you know, how it's kind of changed my view of Sunday school. And um, so you taught in New York City, right, Temple? I did. Actually, I taught um, at a school. Actually, I taught at a Jewish school. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it was really, I had the best time. And um, I also, you know, really loved working with the first, particularly with first and second grade. Mm. So, and then we did, I've done Sunday school for a long time. And most of the Sunday school was, um, like, it was a created program where we would, you know, we would get, you know, some little skit that we would do, and then we would do some kind of song, and then some little game, and some activity, and a lot of cutting and pasting, little <laughs> things that would go home, and would just, I didn't know what was going to happen with them, you know, they were just, you know, little cut things that we would do. So I it had a lot of experience doing that, but when Min came along, <laughs> and I heard about her program, I was pretty incredulous. Mm-hmm. Because men told me that we were going to just read God's word mm -hmm. with the kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that really surprised me because everything that we'd done before was, you know, like some kind of children's story about what happened in scripture or some kind of like little funny activities that you would do. But um, I never thought in all the years that I was teaching, especially I taught first and second grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never thought that we would just open up the scripture and not just read like two or three verses, but we would read a whole chapter. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So when I gave that presentation at the members meeting, <laughs> what did you think, Temple? I was floored. I really was amazed. And I didn't think it was really going to happen. I really didn't think that first and second graders would sit quietly, mm -hmm. first of all, for the whole the whole thing. Like, I've been so used to reading, like, a sentence or two and then asking a question and then, you know, getting some conversation going, but not reading a whole scripture. And then 
asking the children to listen to what God gave them. Mm-hmm. That, that just floored me that they would, first of all, they would listen to the whole chapter, and then <laughs> that they would each take turns sharing what the Holy Spirit gave them. And it was, it was amazing to me. It still is amazing to me that these first and second graders that, I mean, I had, I had when I started, I had quite a crew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I had some little boys that really had a hard time, you know, sitting still. And I had, it's so interesting, the range. Some some of these students could sit and listen the whole time. And they, they could, like, remember, like, all these details of what they heard. And then there were these little ones that would, you know, be hard for them to sit still. But they would remember one key idea. Mm-hmm. So it amazed me that even... You know, even students who were, you know, not, didn't seem to be paying attention or that, you know, you had to sit next to and kind of, you know, put your arm around the whole time and make sure they were sitting still or they, you know, that they were still hearing. They were still hearing. That's right. That's right. Do you have any um, stories that you could tell us from any of your, I I feel like you have so many, but (laughs) if you could just choose one or two. Oh, yes. It's interesting. The students, I think... There was, there's an atmosphere, <laughs> this is Charlotte Mason, there's an atmosphere that is created in the Sunday school classroom. Mm-hmm. So from the very beginning, there was this expectation that we were going to hear from God. Amen. Mm-hmm. That when we opened up his precious word and we had, you had gotten a special, these really like elaborate kind of special Bibles that we would open up and it was just like, this is this, the key moment. We're going to open up God's precious word. Mm-hmm. And we are going to read it together. So I think, that, to answer your question of their stories, I think that what amazed me is there was this atmosphere that was created in the room that we were going to hear from God. And I think that allowed um, even the, I mean, even the ones that had had a hard time sitting still, they would, they would begin to like perk up. And it took a while. I have to say it didn't happen instantly. Mm-hmm. But I think as we began to, it had this expectation. And then also there was this, this idea that I think that they realized the seriousness of listening and the, and the value of listening. And then they also began to trust me. And I think that those ones that were having a really hard time sitting still, you know, some of them, we actually tried a lot of different things about trying to figure out when we did the narration. So first we did the Bible reading and then the narration part. Sometimes we would put kids in, um, we'd, we'd divide them up. I think that happened in the in the very beginning with especially some of these little ones that had a really hard time, especially these first graders who were just coming from kindergarten having a hard time mm-hmm. sitting still. We had, you asked, gave me another teacher and we would, we would go and put them in three corners or something and then share in three different groups. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd come to one and then the next one and the next one. The other thing that really helped was to um, have them having drawing or something in front of them mm-hmm. that they, they could draw um, the, while we were, you know, to try to focus their listening, because um, some of them had a hard time sitting still without doing something with their hands. Um, I was able, we had lots of discussion on how it is that you sit still uh, and listen. Because um, And some of the students, like what happened is I told them stories about how different ways of, of you know, like say, say some kids like fidgets, mm-hmm. and but some kids really get 
get distracted by fidgets. Mm -hmm. And so we had lots of discussions, even with the students, on how it is that you focus. And some kid, there were some kids who need, who really benefited from something to touch mm-hmm. while they were listening, and some, some who said, "No, I think I could listen better without." You know, touching something while I was while the narration is going, while the stories are going on, and every every child has a different different way of narrating too. It's really spe- special to hear. Like some some students, as I was saying, remember le- every little detail, mm-hmm. and um, some students just really remember something um, like, like a precious big idea that they they wanted to hold on to. Yeah. I think you you raised two very important points. One is that it takes time. Like mm. we cannot expect, you know, magic to happen right from the beginning. Because the, I think you were talking about the habit of attention and that it's a habit, it's a skill. And we were also at the same time building these skills for these children or giving them opportunity to build these skills. And so it does. The narration doesn't happen right away. It's a very new concept, and I think it's important for uh, us to say that with our children in our church, um, which might be different in other churches, most of the children at that time actually all the children except for mine were not homeschooled, and so they were the idea of narration was brand new to them. Mm. And so, and here we only have them once a week. So in the beginning, it really was a time of learning, a lot of grace, you know, and a lot of patience and a lot of consistency. And then they quickly, pretty quickly, you learned, oh, this is what we do in Sunday school. We're going to read the word of God, the actual word of God. And during that time, we be quiet and listen because God speaks to us directly through his word. And, and then we're, we need to build this power, this brain power of paying attention because of the way God made our brain, and we're going to retell it afterwards. And, and it really is a treat. And that's what I think I wanted um, them to feel like. Like being able to remember and retell God's word is such a special treat. <laughs> you know, and, and I like the second point that you made, Temple, um, which was that we tried to keep our classes small enough so that we could customize. Like you said, some of our children, um, and we do have some children who are special needs children, and so some of them need to have uh, something in their hands. Um, and they, uh, many of them, I found, they enjoyed the drawing narrations mm. and then just retelling from their drawing, pointing things out. And um, sometimes we would use, like currently we started using uh, the kinetic sand and so the children would be retelling their stories as they're showing what they made with the kinetic sand. So um, I think that was that was something that we were able to do, at least in our Sunday school, because uh, our classes were intentionally, I tried <laughs> to keep them small enough so that we could customize to each child's particular needs. And as you said, some of our children, they feel like they get distracted if they have something in front of them to you know to use to draw or something so they prefer to just sit quietly and listen Mm -hmm. and I remember sometimes also I would tell the children to close their eyes and um and some of the children they really appreciated that because they really got to focus in on what they were hearing the word of God that they were hearing instead of being distracted by all the other things and all the other children (laughs) around them Mm -hmm. but now with the narrations and then the discussions afterwards. What did you think? What were some? 
<laughs> well, we've had, you know, in the in the beginning, we had this expectation that they were all going to be in a circle and together. So um, for it took a couple weeks where we would divide up into groups because I think they were just getting used to what narration was all about. Mm-hmm. So we would divide up into small groups and give everybody a chance because it was really hard for 12, I think I had like 10 or 12 in the beginning, to wait their turn and to, um, you know, be listening to everybody else. But it wasn't long. It really wasn't that long before they started. we started meeting in a circle, like mm-hmm. all together. Mm-hmm. And now I really feel that it was so important. Like we, we started bonding and... And having this expectation that everybody would look at everybody else in the eyes when they were speaking, mm-hmm. when they were telling their narration. So um, there, we were all hearing from each other. And I love the idea of somebody sharing something and then somebody else kind of like building on someone else, what someone else said. And it took me a while to realize that we weren't going to make any corrections. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Because I was so used to, you know, and, and making corrections, and for the kids also not to correct each other, mm-hmm. it like saying that wasn't that name or that wasn't the right person or that did, that didn't happen. I, it's really interesting. It took mm-hmm. me a while, and I think that there was a respect in the group mm-hmm. of everybody realizing that we were not gonna we were gonna listen and just listen. You know, that there was a list that this was a listening time. Um, so, and not to ask questions. That's the other thing is I had to say, let's wait a little bit longer until we, I mean, some questions came up then, but sometimes we waited until the end and started answering some questions because we want to get mm-hmm. everybody a turn. Yes. And this idea that, that, that each person, I, we started at this person and they knew that they were going to go next and the next person was going to go and the next person wasn't going to go. And that's different from, I've come in in the middle of the summer right now and mm-hmm. um, the student said, now this is a, how we do narration, <laughs> is that you, you have the kinetic sand in front of you and then you do, when you're ready, an adult comes and listens to you privately. Mm-hmm. And I've liked that, but I liked it better. I think that, and I, but maybe the summer was, there was people, kids, students in and out, in so and maybe out, that was yes. different. But I love the idea that we kind of formed a bond with each other when we had those same 10 or 12 students that you yes. know, took turns and listened to each other. Yes, yes, and hopefully now we could get back to that as of next Sunday. <laughs> But yes, yeah. During during uh, return from COVID, we had to do it a little bit different because also we had to have uh, more of a cottage style with children from thirty six months to fifth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. so that's why we had to do it that way. But um, you know, we adjust as we need and as we mm-hmm. go. But now uh, we'll hopefully be able to go back to our our usual method of um, our set classes. And so I'm looking forward to to that and having. Uh, the rich discussions that come after the narration time, mm. and um, like I, I know that they've already begun because now, right now, we have the the younger children, uh, thirty six months to about third grade together, and then uh, fourth grade and fifth grade together. So I hear from the teachers after the fourth and fifth grade uh, discussions, uh, some of the wonderful things that they they glean from the passage of scripture. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love c- c- coming out and seeing the teachers come out and their jaws like on the floor. <laughs> like, tell me, tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah. But oh, even yeah. with the little ones, I get surprised. And some of them, they are just learning how to speak. 
right? Some of them um, who may have sort of delayed speech and they're learning how to speak, but even the fact that they're able to take one or two nuggets, you know, golden nuggets from the Word of God, it's so precious because it's God's Word. Mm -hmm. And to know that they've gotten it. I I find the traditional way of Sunday school that I, I grew up with, which I appreciate so much, but I find that with that, the teacher doesn't really know if the child has received something of God's word, right? But we have this wonderful blessing of being able to hear from the child's own lips what it was that the Lord gave to them in that Mm -hmm. passage of scripture today and every Sunday. Yeah, and even if they don't have something to say, I mean, mean, they they might just say one thing, like they remembered it was about Moses or Mm -hmm. something like that. They have had the all the they've had the uh, the the opportunity mm-hmm. and the like you look at them right in the right in the face and you look them in the eyes and you respect I think there's just something about honoring and respecting yes. them that they know that they're they're a precious child of God and they will whether they have a you know a word or two now maybe they're going to have more words later on but there's the anticipation that they're special and that they will learn from God's word I think there's this this honoring and this respect and this, um, I don't know, uh, expectation that yes. they will hear from God's Word. That's right. And and that they know from experience now that God's Word is for them too, not just for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. That this Bible, is these, these words, they are written from God to them as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, and I feel like what I'm seeing also is that they're realizing there, there's no condescension here just because they're little, they can't understand. You know, they're, they're, that's out the door. Um, but in, it's completely opposite. It's this, as you said, an expectation, actually realizing there is, that God does speak to them and that God wants to speak to them. And, um, and I'm seeing that week to week, each Sunday, especially with the really little ones mm-hmm. this past summer. Um, and they're realizing, oh, Miss Min's going to ask me every Sunday because mm-hmm. she expects mm-hmm. that God is going to speak to me. So, hey, I better listen because maybe God is going to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And it's been just such a miracle and such a blessing to be able to witness some of our little, actually, for the most part, are the little boys. Uh, and then they're realizing that there is something to it. And even if they just remember, like you said, like a sentence or um, the main storyline or just even a name, that that's, that's what God had for them. And that's enough. And there is not, there's not this feeling of there's only one right answer or... Um, you know, Miss Min is expecting me to give a specific answer, mm-hmm. right? But that it's whatever God has for me. And, you know, I realized that they needed to uh, have a time to sort of come out of that kind of thinking because mm-hmm. I think that's what they're used to, right? That's what I was used to when I was their age. There was a set answer that the teacher always expected. Yes. And if I don't give it, then I'm, I'm going to be wrong. So I better not say anything. And, um, and so they would go, oh, I don't know. Oh, I wasn't listening, you know. But, but now they realize that there is no wrong answer. And I'm not asking, you know, and I'm not trying to embarrass or shame them for what they don't know or what they didn't hear, mm-hmm. right? But that 
there is something for you because this is God speaking to you and He loves you. And whatever it is, that's what He wanted for you to have for this Sunday. Mm. And, and I'm not, I don't know, right? I'm not, the, I'm not this you know, <laughs> person above you who knows better than you. You know, this is between you and God and He has something for you. So let's, let's hear it. No, I, I'm excited for you. What did he say to you today? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, it's been such a privilege to be able to witness and experience that. Right. Instead of trying to guess what the teachers, what's in the teacher's head. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I do think a lot of schooling is. And a lot of it is that there's this, there is, um, you're trying to guess what the teacher wants you to say. Mm-hmm. What, what, the, what is in the teacher's head? What's the teacher's answer? What's the correct answer? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's this quiet expectation that you will hear from God. And I think that's all of us need to learn that. Yeah. That especially in this world where the kids are, um, there's so much noise and so much action all the time. Mm-hmm. I think there is this, there's a real sweetness about this quiet mm-hmm. too and, and, and listening and waiting um, all those things that are so important in the Christian life to know that we can that we, we can wait we can wait yes. for each other we can wait for God we can wait for God to to teach us yes um, as we you know as we wait as we you know um, wait on him yeah amen and they're never too little to start in fact I think they listen better <laughs> to God's voice than mm. we than we do but they they're constantly told that they can't, you know? So we're kind of undoing that and undoing the busy work in mm. not having any busy work. It's, this is not a time to just sort of keep them busy while mom and dad are having the real worship service, mm. <laughs> right? Uh, but this is a time for the children to meet with their, their father God, their Lord and King as well. And um, so even in... Uh, the work of their hands, we spend our time after our Bible lesson with our uh, Bible scripture passage and our um, narration and our discussion, we try to have a time of building some sort of a handiwork skill that will culminate in a compassion project, something that would be of service to another. And so, um, and in the midst of that, though, it's always also an appreciation for um, God in his creation. So I don't know if you remember, Temple, at the very beginning, we did clay, clay modeling. Mm. And the children got to, again, be quiet, be still, and to observe closely a leaf, an orange, an apple. Um, I don't know what else an I brought acorn. in. An acorn, yeah. yes. And so incredible, again, to be able to see through their eyes what they see in the orange or the acorn or the leaf and um, and to see their hands building and making because that is image of God right there because he is a creative God and to see our children engaging in their tapping into their creativity mm. I think too that's been wonderful to see and I can't wait for us to get started on that again <laughs> Yes, yeah. that, I love that idea that we're all makers. God is a maker, mm-hmm. and that we are too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the details that the kids understood. I mean, like we, when we put out the acorn for the first time, I'm not sure I ever looked at all the details 
and all the, uh, you know, the, the symmetry and the, the little dots and all the things mm -hmm. that were involved with, you know, and the little acorn. Mm -hmm. um, so it was very sweet to focus in on mm -hmm. those details. Yeah, just be quieted again. And you know, usually throughout the week, it, it's such a hustle and bustle, you know, going shipped off to school for the day and then home and doing homework and all of that. And um, I really wanted Sundays to be different mm -hmm. for them. So I don't know if the word Sunday school is accurate. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't want them to get the wrong impression. And our children know by now, it's, it's not this rushing through things um, and busy work and uh, wasting of their time, right? And of their energy into something that's just going to be thrown away by mom at the <laughs> when they get home. Mm. But to... Um, engage with and see and listen and enjoy God's presence. And that's our prayer, that, that they, even at this age, they would begin to cultivate the, these habits of a normal Christian life. Because that's a normal Christian life. That's not just for, you know, super Christians or missionaries and pastors, <laughs> mm. but this meditative lifestyle. Um, and so that it'll be and so then their transition into youth group and a further discipleship and mm. their transition from there to, to young adult and, you know, that it would be just a smooth transition, right? And because they're not being entertained at this young age. Right. right? The, the other thing that helps a lot is the structure. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a simple structure. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the beginning, I think we were amazed as teachers that we were going to be able to do such a thing. Um, and the, kid, the kids were really, really going to be able to speak on what they heard. But now I'm seeing this, this simple structure of um, having this, the time when we, oh, I loved in the beginning. I mean, you have this like a little mm -hmm. uh, um, reading that we're, or a memorizing, memorizing of scripture in the very yeah, The recitation. Recitation. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then we have that, uh, a hymn or, and we, and the same hymn for, a long, long enough time for the kids to really yes. learn the hymn. Mm -hmm. So about six weeks or eight weeks, I can't remember. Um, and, you know, we would just do it a cappella and, you know, just sing together. And <laughs> mm -hmm. it was really sweet. Um, and then the, having the, when open up God's word and then the narration and then the craft. So there was this, this same structure every Sunday, whereas I feel like when I was teaching Sunday school before, you never knew exactly what the structure was going to be, and so every week was a little different. But I think there's safety and there's security mm -hmm. for the kids in knowing the structure, knowing that it's going to be the same every week. We're going to do this is going to be the same order of things. Mm -hmm. um, there's safety. There's they they don't have to ask what are we going to do next? What are we going to do? You know what's going to happen next? I think that has been beautiful. So that you're saying that you could keep that from the years. So when you're starting with even the little three-year-olds learning mm -hmm. that same kind of safety and structure and order mm -hmm. um, to, and I think that's actually, it's a wonderful thing even to pull out of your life because that's, you know, you start off in the morning and you have this time with God and you, you know, you, you recite things that are important and, you know, you remember, you know, you're, you're teaching them the catechism too. What a sweet mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. For the young ones, even these little three years olds, to yes. <laughs> be able to, to, to know the catechisms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's right. So it's a lifestyle, and um, they're never too, too little to enter into this meditative lifestyle, normal Christian life, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Temple, how have you been able to learn more about Charlotte Mason's principles and methods, like you personally? 
Um, well, you've you when you in the very beginning you gave us lots of resources, um, and there were some online things that we were reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started reading them, and I think a lot of them had to do with how you teach in a in a homeschool environment. So I think some of us were wondering how does this how does this apply? <laughs> how does this translate like, to Sunday how school? Is this gonna so I think now that I know the structure and it's simple and in the, in the classroom you've adapted it, mm-hmm. um, I can see how the readings are helpful. But I, I, mean, I think when I started reading them, I was intrigued by them because I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, how in the world is this going to be useful in our Sunday school? That short, we have such a short yeah, Sunday like school Yeah, like an time. hour? Yeah, right? I think we have like 45, I guess. If it's an hour altogether, it's about I guess. an hour. <laughs> but, but it just goes so fast. Yes. And I was thinking that you had, you know, there was all, you gave us all kinds of readings in, on Charlotte Mason on poetry and, and all this other thing. Recitation. Yes. And, and, yeah, and, and, how, and all the things that would, could possibly happen in a homeschool environment. I think you were inspiring us, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> but I think at the beginning, I was like, what? How is this going to work? Um, so I think I, I and I'm a, I like to read the Charlotte Mason stuff, and so I did get a you know a Charlotte Mason book, and I did look at what some of the things that men had online, and those things kind of inspired me. Mm. Um, uh, I but I think I think if I you know those were good and they were inspirational, but I think you gave us a nice structure, and that was I mean I guess I, I'm thinking that any Sunday school teacher. Um, could use mm-hmm. without having a whole lot of Charlotte Mason background. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's also because her principles are derived from the gospel. Mm-hmm. And everything, like her methods, are not counterintuitive, but actually they are um, simply making us aware of the way that God made us. Like mm-hmm. children naturally love to tell back to their parents what happened that day mm-hmm. or, you know, something that um, happened during play with their friends. Like it's a natural sort of skill for them, mm-hmm. but then sort of guiding them to use that for Bible lesson, for scripture reading, you know? And so I think that's why it's, um, it's not something so out from left field, Right, mm-hmm. and and recitation too is something we do all the time. We just probably never called it recitation, right? But we speak mm-hmm. God's word and God's truth to ourselves all the time, and we speak and we. I'm sure you do this all the time. I hear you, Temple, where you love to share a passage, maybe a psalm that you read that morning, and you want to share it with your family, mm-hmm. and you read it aloud to them. It's natural part of us when we want to share some joy or some piece of beauty. And so we are reciting right, to our family members and to our friends. So it's very natural for us to do this. It's just that we never probably put that together mm. and, um, and put it into a Sunday school setting. <laughs> you know? mm. Like this is, this is what we're going to do. But through recitation, reciting the same scriptural truth or even poetry... Um, that's delighting in God's creation, it, it naturally, as a byproduct, ends up being planted in our minds and in our hearts, being mm-hmm. memorized. It's a natural mm-hmm. by, byproduct that happens. Mm-hmm. But we do this all the time in our daily lives. <laughs> so we're teaching the children how to do that. And I, the idea that comes up that it's a better relationship. Yes. So you're Amen. talking about relationships, human relationships mm-hmm. where you share. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think it takes us a while to get into the concept that we are, that it's God who we're relating to. He's, he's a person, mm-hmm. God, there's three persons that you're rela- yes. I mean, relating to, to God as a person and that you are sharing with God and that God is interested in what you have to say and you're interested in what he has for you. You know, this, mm-hmm. that idea that you're, you're sharing, you're building mm-hmm. um, a, an eternal relationship Yes, amen. And and as Charlotte Mason says, education is the science of relations. It's all about relationship. Relationship with God, your God. Relationship with um, creation, the universe that He created, and the relationship with mankind, with one another. Mm. That's that's a truly educated person mm. <laughs> who has built those relationships and is growing upon those lines mm. of relationship. So, yeah, that's interesting yeah. because as I've been prepa- preparing, yes. I think I, my even my preparation has changed. Mm. Um, as I'm preparing, I'm thinking more deeply about what it is that I'm getting, what it is that the students will get, and then what kinds of really reflective kind of questions instead, mm. and deeper kinds of questions, as opposed to you know like simple, quick answer kind of question. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. For the discussion yes, time, right? for the discussion mm-hmm. time. And, mm-hmm. and I'm noticing that as the questions are coming more naturally, as the students, as the students are sharing, yes. certain kinds of themes come up. So um, as I prepare, I've loved the preparation time because I'm thinking through it, but then, and thinking through themes, and then it's easy to pick up on them as the students. It becomes organic as the students are sharing. That's right. So it's right. changed my life in terms of even the way I study scripture too. And Charlotte Mason's final principle, or her 20th principle in her synopsis, is that the Holy Spirit is the supreme educator. That always comforts me, because I have to admit, before Sunday school, every, every Sunday, uh, my immediate knee-jerk reaction is to be a little bit nervous. You know, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen today. Mm-hmm. But then the next immediate second thought is, oh, but it's okay. I just have to trust the Holy Spirit, because... He loves these children. He loves each one, and he wants to speak to each one. So I'm going to trust that he's going to you know, show and guide. He's going to show up, and he's going to dictate what will happen in today's hour that we have with them and, um, and trust that they will receive what they're supposed to receive. You know, and I don't need to force anything, and I don't need to perform in front of them. Um, but I just be there to... Most of the time, I just need to get out of the way. <laughs> so when I realize they're going to bite my tongue and not say too much and allow them to uh, interact with the text, right? And to interact with, with um, whatever the Holy Spirit is wanting mm. for them. So that's my prayer. And my, my prayer, like you said, to my, for myself, to my prayers have changed in the mornings. Mm. Um, it's not sort of this nervous prayer, you know? of how it's going to go for that hour, but just a more, um, I trust you, and I'm excited to see what you're going to do, mm-hmm. what you're going to say to these children. So, And isn't that true of all of life? That's yes. what we want uh, for all of us to trust God, to get out of the way, to, yes. <laughs> to know that he's good and he's going to teach us to have an ear to... Um, to his the Holy Spirit, it's beautiful. Amen. So one final word uh, I would love for you to share with us, Temple, 
uh, a word of encouragement to anyone who is thinking about or just starting out applying some of Charlotte Mason's principles and methods to their own um, children's ministry? Mm. What would you like to say to that mom? <laughs> oh, I guess it's the same kind of thing we're learning in life is to watch and to wait and mm. to anticipate what God will do in the lives of these little children, you know, and, and in you, too. I mean, like, they teach me mm. all the time, too, because it's the Holy Spirit that's teaching all of us. So, yeah, I would encourage them to, um, to try it out and not to be afraid to try it out and to see what God will do as you open up His Word and, and as, they, as you, um, you know, wait on Him, as each child learns to wait on Him, mm-hmm. wait on each other and listen to each other. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to get together as a, you know, you become a little body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, it's also influenced all of our home churches mm-hmm. because you. What I don't know if you started it or if your husband started <laughs> this idea of narration, mm-hmm. but we've been learning, and I, and it's such a sweet thing to be able to say to the other um, members of the adult members is to say the children at ages, you know, grades one and two and three, you know, little the little ones that are in kindergarten are learning. The same kind of recitation that we're learning in our home mm-hmm. churches, yes. the same kind of narration that we're learning, um, that they're learning to, uh, that I mean, the adults are also learning that same thing. So this is the kind of, um, I guess, habit of mind that you're mm-hmm. starting very young, mm-hmm. and the adults are like, whoa, <laughs> this is the sweetest thing. I wonder what there's going to be like when they get to be adults, what they've yes. been doing this for all these years through yes. the Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, to think on that. Well, thank you so much, Temple. This was so fun to hear your thoughts. And I feel like um, I've just been to church service. (laughs) I feel nourished by a conversation. Thank you. And I appreciate you and your heart for the children and your service so much. I am, um, you know, as a new person and the new pastor's wife coming into Pascag Bible Church. Uh, it's always, you know, a little bit nerve-wracking. You don't know what to expect, but you were always so encouraging, and I always felt like you were for me, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um, especially when all of a sudden I was asked to take on the children's ministry. <laughs> but oh, thank you so, so much. Blessed. <laughs> So blessed that you did. So blessed that you you came. The pastor came and someone who was willing to invest in our Sunday school and our children and how important it is. In the very beginning, we were so delighted to see that you had four yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that, I mean, it's, it's amazing how things have changed in our church by having mm-hmm. all the little children... You know, it's a, it, when we, you know, at, after the service, when we're looking at all the children, it's amazing. It's, mm. a, it's growing all the time, I think. And let young families yes. love to come and learn because they see it. I think it's so attractive yes. to see the children, you know, how they're inter- interacting with each other, how the happiness that's coming mm. from them. Mm-hmm. You know, after the service, we have time outdoors and they're running through the grass and enjoying <laughs> each other. And, playing together and there's you know young families are really mm-hmm. um, seeing and how valuable that mm-hmm. is you know the family relationship yes and I pray that perhaps it will begin with the children the next revival across mm-hmm. the land mm-hmm. that would be amazing <laughs> all right thank you temple sure it's been a delight 
Hey friend, thank you for joining us today. We hope to meet you back here next week. I also hope you enjoyed this episode. So go ahead and don't be shy. Leave us a five-star review. And until next time, friend, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thank you.